Hey, Max, I was joking about the uniform thing. I didn't know if he was taking me serious or not. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, we got to get you another hoodie or something. Like, are you going to do the hoodie thing in the summer when it's hot? Yeah, I always wear a hoodie. That's my brand. He does, though. He really does always wear a hoodie. Yeah. Anyway, you know what, Max? We have, it was a great race this weekend, a dominating race for somebody that oh, yeah. we was doubting, but was no doubt about that. Um, and we're going to talk all about that. We're going to geek all about that. But before we do that, we have to drop that intro. Yes, indeed. Nitro's the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 187 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keno White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. To my left is the arrogant one in his NNRC uniform, Arrogant Max. What's up, Arrogant One? How are you doing? I'm doing good. It was actually, even though it was really windy out today, it felt mm -hmm. like summer heat. So I think we're finally getting, we're into May now, so I guess... I guess we're getting summertime now. Oh, so it's warming up there in, in I almost yeah. said Sweden, in Finland? Yeah. And actually, next weekend, I mm -hmm. might get some track time. Where are you going? Uh, track in, in Western Finland, the West, West Coast in Turku. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Sweet, sweet. Well, I'll be at Silver State next weekend. So this weekend coming, sorry. Oh, you mean not this weekend coming, but the following weekend? Yeah, this weekend coming. Oh, okay. We, I mean, some okay. people already went last weekend, so it's open. Yeah. I, well, I'm going to, I leave for Silver State on tomorrow while we're recording this. Dude, there's people there already. Like, people yeah. are vacationing there already. I saw that. Like, yeah. it's crazy. But it's Vegas. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Everybody's on the pool and chilling <laughs> out and having fun and all that type of stuff. But uh, I probably wouldn't be doing any of that stuff when I get out there. But um, yeah, we had a big race this weekend. We're going to talk about that. Uh, there was actually a 10 scale race, too. We need to look up uh, some results for that. So find that when you got a chance. Max's INS race was Dakota Fenn and his guys there. Um, but before we do that, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you to the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys, man. Thank you for all this support, all this traveling, all this stuff. It can't happen without you guys supporting this podcast and allowing us 
to to know to be able to go to these events so we greatly appreciate that um and it's i'm pretty stoked to be going to silver state also shout out to the patrons of the podcast uh you guys got early release last week not really nothing happening this week but i am gonna have something for you guys here uh soon probably as a giveaway uh so i'm gonna see what i can do at silver state so stay tuned for that if you wish to become a patron of the podcast you can the link for that is in the written description of this podcast also without sponsors we cannot exist Remember, everybody, showing the sponsor some love shows the podcast some love. And thank you to all these awesome companies that support the podcast. They are Invisible Speed. Remember, the online courses out there. I need to see how that went. If JQ actually did get that person to wit that one that was able to go spend time with them at the track like they were supposed to for the Euro warm-ups. I haven't spoken to him about that. Uh, but, yes, check out the online course. The book is still selling like hotcakes. And um, I know Joseph has been working really hard on the online course every time i talk to him he's editing so check it out at invisiblesteed.net also shout out to tzo 200 tires i'll be hanging out with nick and the boys at silver state be great to see them maybe we'll have some giveaways for you guys high tech rct thank you for all their support and getting to this race shout out to tnr fuels i'm gonna see chris hopefully he won't be sick this time uh be great to hang out with him mayako will be a few mayako guys there greg axel couple of guys will be there be not too many, not like DNC, but we'll see. Greg says if he doesn't win, he's retiring. If he does win, he's retiring too. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, shout out to Beach RC. Was talking to Lucas yesterday. They're getting ready. They had Spring Sting this past weekend. Shout out to everybody who went out to Spring Sting because now Beach RC earns that track. Uh, they did a great job. It looked great. Uh, Techno RC. Uh, be good to see the Techno guys. We had Debo won last week. Uh, on a live he is pretty good check it out if you haven't it's on youtube and the audio is up on all podbean apps it was also streamed on facebook but you can find it easily on our youtube channel leave a like subscribe comment also lugs racing tires i'll link up with bryce and brad out there at silver state they said they'll be there uh, we have some coupon codes for them as well you can save some money up to 25 percent, i believe off some of their awesome racing tires shout out to the jqsm guys uh, G-Spec RC tuning for all your cabling needs. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic to cure your poor traction and all your, your off-road or dirt oval needs. Shout out to Racecraft USA. Check out their new tumbler. They have limited quantities available. Or check out a command model and get pit pitted. Clinic RC. So Clinic RC launched their new Truggy and Buggy Droop gauge this week. Uh, today is the last day to order them if you're listening to this podcast. If you're at... If you're at Silver State, I'm sure Tony will have some. Maybe I'll pick one up. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to track the dupe on some. I'm going to get busy wrenching her in a bit. Got some projects in the in the mix here. And uh, shout out to RCGP, House of RC. Oh, RCGP Nemo Raceway just opened. So that's event three. I think that's going to be popular. I think a lot of British guys are going to go to that. That's good to see. Uh, House of RC. Shout out to JTP RC, J Jared Tebow Shop. Uh, check out the DRA shop and just shout out to Alex Hagberg and my good buddy RC Kevin, who I'm finally going to meet her soon at uh, Silver State. Max, uh, yeah, lots of racing in Europe yeah. this weekend and, and, yeah, and, and in America too. Weekend. Not as much as last weekend, but definitely yeah. Europe was the place for all the good racing this weekend. Portugal to be exact. Yeah, yeah, Euro warm up last IBC always one of the biggest races in in the summertime for europeans uh 
Yeah. Almost everyone goes there usually. All right. Um, well, I think before we get into that, I think we're going to talk about, because they did have the J Concept Spring Indoor Nationals. We don't really have yeah. much news today. So we're just going to go into these real quick race caps. We're really going to talk about the IBC race and explain how that went. So they did have the um, INS 12 Spring Indoor Nationals at Adrenaline RC Raceway. It's in Virginia. It's an indoor track. It's like under a tent, I want to say. And yeah. it's one of the rare, rare tracks that you get where it's longer that way. You yeah. know what I mean? And you don't see that end. much. You know, yeah. there, like Beach RC is like that. It's like square exactly. Yeah. And like at one end of the square. So it's like each end is the same way, but this is more rectangle. It reminds yeah. me of a mini Padova. That's what yeah, it reminds Padova, me of. Uh, yeah, the adrenaline looks much like mini Padova. But actually, it's, it's like interesting because that style of track, like the driver's hand at the end of the track, that's almost more common than not when it's the central european tracks like uh south uh germany and then austria a lot of tracks are just like that it's interesting like how it is in depth like longer in yeah, depth so longer longer than mm. wider okay uh, i don't I, I don't know i know like um you know the other track that reminds me of that is the big eight scale track oh in austria that's what we're oh, talking about pairing, um pairing, pairing, pairing is, is very uh, rare like that and then uh, one fair. track which had the Euros, the MSC uh, Sand, Sand on Mine. Uh, okay. That's uh, also, it's on a hill too. So when you come down the straightaway, it's like you jump down, and then it's a huge downhill. And is this the one with the yellow and purple? Okay. Is this yellow, the one with the and yellow? Blue and yellow and blue. Ronald Falk uh, won that year in 2014. Right. So right. Euros were there. <clears throat> Does that track still exist? Yeah. Yeah. They, I think they had the German Nats there a year or two ago. Okay, so this was a decent size race. Uh, we didn't. I, I watched a little bit of it. Mod was there. He did some good coverage of it as well. This is a great facility. This belongs to the Hardison family. So uh, Jacob Hardison and Hannah Hardison, who works for J Concepts, and it's they also race eight scale here. It's a little tight for eight scale, but they do race it. I don't think they race nitro though. I think it's just e buggy. No, I'm sorry. They may race nitro yeah, they, as well. They do race nitro. Nitro. But I, don't, I don't think that's popular in that. They race okay. nitro, but when the temperature drops below 55 degrees, they don't race it for some reason. Okay. Probably they so, can't get enough uh, sort of ventilation. Yeah. yeah. So they had the race there. Fend went there. Uh, let's see who won. Uh, Two-wheel so drive Fend, buggy. Fend, Fend won both classes, both mains. Mm -hmm. So Evans finished second in four-wheel drive, but then fifth in two-wheel drive. Tollard second in two-wheel drive and Setzer third. Then Aaron Kaufman was fourth in two-wheel drive. But yeah, full drive, Evan second, sets a third, Tollard fourth, and Kaufman fifth. But it wasn't that big of a turnout. Jason Rona even run. He made the A-man in two-wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. So there, was... Was, there were barely 10. There were barely 10 in, in the modified. 11 in full drive and 10 in two-wheel drive modified. Interesting. Brennan Schimmel still going on his stock tier. He's been tearing the the stock class up for the last year and a half continues to do that yeah. congratulations to him that's what they decided to focus on and that's what they're doing but uh congratulations kind of a small race but it had good coverage it caught my eye this weekend while i was in between watching this because i kind of got glued to the television not so much to the television but you know definitely when it was the top mains i was out there watching it uh so congratulations to fan congratulations adrenaline rc raceway and all of that and um yeah a little light 
But hey, also Jason Runner can still still probably wheel. Like you know, hey, Jason oh, Runner can still wheel. He's great. I think he's won a few forty plus, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, forty plus events it's, here and there. He's been racing to... a lot with Ben Telke, I think. They quite, really they race like closely sometimes at least. I guess it's good to get out and still have fun and enjoy what you did, why you, why you yeah. started all of this too. All right, so we're going to talk about the big enchilada, which is the IBC Efra warm-up. But uh, that is brought to you this week by TNR Fuels. Here at the NNRC, we are all about that glory, and that glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest nitro fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson, made by racers for racers. It's currently available through hobby shops and you can directly order through him. For more information, you can find them at www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris directly on Facebook or House of RC or just shoot him an email at Chris at TNR Fuels. Thank you, TNR Fuels, for all your support. It'd be good to see you uh, at Silver State. So, Max, should we just should we just go ahead and share? Because I think the first thing that I noticed about this is wow i just want to go to this race one day it's beautiful yeah like barcelos is supposed to be like a touristy type of town like beaches and stuff like that i would think um or you can go to the beach and when you go look at this facility it looks like a world-class facility you know it's got bleachers it's got a humongous driver stand it's a beautiful track yeah. you know I just, I really want to go to this track one day. You know what I mean? And the track is badass. So let's, I think we should just pull up this picture. While I, while I do that, Max, why don't you explain to people who may not have tuned in last week exactly what this race was while I bring up the uh, YouTube race yeah. of it? Yeah, so a lot of people probably, especially Americans, don't know, but uh, this race was the Euro warm-up as well as the IBC. So the IBC has been sort of a standalone race organized by the Figueredo family, who are also, I believe, owners or at least very much in, in charge of how this track is run, being run. Um, and they've been having quite a big turnout each year now since they started. Uh, and now they organize this race together with the European warm-up. And the Euros warm-up, it has always been sort of one of the biggest races in, in, in Europe because uh, everyone who shows up to the Euros or almost everyone goes to the warm-up as well to test tires and car setup and all of that and get to get used to the surface. So uh, we explained it on the previous part, but if you missed it or uh, didn't get it, then it's basically what they did is they ran practice and qualifying normally, but then after qualifying on Saturday night, they took the top 15 uh, and then they had an own main for the, that top 15. Or I, I don't know if it was top 15 or top yeah it was the well, top, 15 top 15 after qualifying yeah. after qualifying yeah so on saturday night they had a 45 minute main for that top 15 qualifiers and that was the international buggy challenge or ibc uh main so ongaro uh well i don't know we, we don't go into that but ongaro ended up winning that and uh he's the ibc champion then on sunday they continued the race program as it was being run as per the uh, Euro warm-up would be running. So they had ladder mains with even odd and even mains uh, and full bump-up system, semis, and then a 45-minute main, which was the Euro warm-up main then. And the winner of that was crowned the Europe warm-up champion. 
So basically, right, that guys. was the sort of race format they run at this race, which was very interesting. And they sort of got two races into one, which is nice. Yeah, and actually, uh, this was actually quite a long race, I do believe. So just for people that this is the start of the IBC race that happened Saturday afternoon in Portugal. Uh, as you can see, this is a beautiful track. It's a glue track for people that don't know. So it's actually sealed up with a mixture of like glue, uh, wood glue or, oh man, that's where Ronald Fogg made his mistake and just dropped back to last, like not even on the first lap on this, yeah. in this race. Uh, so basically it's a mixture of Elmer's type glue and water, like one gallon of glue to three or four parts of water and it's sprayed all over the track. It seals it. It gives it a lot of traction. It eventually does wear away, but from what I was talking to, a couple of guys that I was talking to, like the Killex and Rana Falk and even Joseph, and they said it's a lot of traction. And you can see it. Like, it's so much traction. And this race started Tuesday, I want to say, Max? No, no, no. I think Wednesday or Thursday. They didn't start No, but it was Thursday. supposed to start Tuesday, I think, and then it rained. Oh, that could be true. But so this was quite you, a long race. I think they yeah. wanted to give people a lot of testing time yeah. on this track because it is a warm-up. And so, oh, by the way, we do not earn the rights to this. This is the rcspecial.com. You can check them out. Also, their YouTube channel. We'll leave a link for that in the written description. That the people who did do the coverage of this uh, while we're looking at this. So this race was a bit long. I do know Joseph kind of went there a day late and um like i guess he was he was right to do that because it it rained and then they had to actually yeah. reapply the glue i was told after the rain because it, it does wash away oh, with okay. water i mean it doesn't wash completely away but you know it yeah perhaps it, that's why it was so high grip because what i understood was last year it wasn't that crazy of a grip. right so they put a fresh layer of glue right on and what when that glue is like it's it's really a lot of grip so um this track a lot of people this, this is just, a, I mean, I love it. Like the red inlay, the paint on the inlay, yeah. and it didn't wear out. You know how a lot of people put this, that paint the in, like, you know, paint the inside of the track and it wears out so fast. Yeah. This, it, I mean, it doesn't like, you know, it's just beautiful. All the, even the, um, maybe they do it every day or whatever, but even the writing on the track and all the stuff, it just looks so great. Well, this, the glue seals it all in, right? Yeah. Cause that's what they do. Uh, wow beautiful facility i wish i could go her super super hard that's what i keep hearing from a lot of the top yeah guys. yeah super technical a lot of off cambers like almost every corner is somehow off cambered then a lot of these sort of accelerations where you have to keep your speed up but you have to change sort of your line consistently and a lot of these sort of off camber switchback sections like these sort of step downs and these sections are very difficult because you're very, very, uh, it's very, very easy to turn in too soon. And obviously then you hit a pipe, but when it's high grip, you're going to be flipping over. And as, as the track is so high speed, so high grip, and it isn't that sort of difficult as in sort of a DNC would be where it's bumpy and that's why it's difficult. This is just that you have to push so hard that you start making mistakes. But then when the track is in itself that difficult, you lose a lot of time by making those mistakes. So you have to sort of find the balance of pushing as hard as you can to keep your speed up, but then reduce mistakes like you see here from, from Mongara, I believe. 
Yeah, and then um, what I saw was if you just touched a pipe the wrong way, you lost so much momentum. You could, if you're in a fight yeah. with somebody, you lose two, three spots. You know what I yeah. mean? And if you flip, I watched, uh, I watched Ronald Falk flip over, I think, in the in the Ephraim main. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It took like 20 seconds. Okay, probably not that long. But it took such a long time for Marshall to come get him. And I'm just yeah. like, well, you should have been making those mistakes. But it's just this, this track. I mean, I'll tell you, if, if you come up, you come up with this big jump right here. I think this is one of the hardest sections of the track. That chicane right there, that off-camber, yeah. on-camber chicane, it's on a hill like you're, you're going left right on a hill i think that's super difficult to go through there yeah so it's fast. very difficult to keep your speed you want to be right at the top of the hill but then if you're in the top you're very very keen to turn into too soon and hit the pipe inside and that's what makes this track so difficult and then all of the sort of uh elevation changes you go up down con consistently like here almost every corner is somehow lifted or tilted so yeah this looks like a very very difficult track and there is no flat part of this track not really yeah it's the whole track is tilted at, at some direction look at the bleachers over here to your left you have bleachers up to your right it's set in a beautiful area looks like looks just looks like a beautiful facility i hope to make it here one day um very difficult for track so uh talking to you look at I, elliot booth said hard track talk to the killex hard you know they said it's hard so much traction talk to Rana Falk uh i think saturday before his main he said this is probably the second hardest track he's driven on in his life and the hardest track me in pattaya in, in thailand yeah. uh so this is not easy even jo but joseph i talked to joseph and he was shocked because he was like i can't believe i'm actually doing as well as i and, and joseph drove pretty well i mean he in some of his qualifiers he did pretty good mm -hmm. uh i think he had like a, i think 17 might have been his best finish and when I yeah. saw him in his qualifying, his car was pretty good. And he said, I'm shocked because you know him. He does not like these type of conditions at all. Oh, and he hates, he hates high grip with a passion. So, yeah. So, but surprisingly, he was okay. He, he, he made the quarters and he, I think he just missed bump into the semis. I think he just missed yeah. bump into the semis. I think was, Pump was beat Joseph by a bit. Okay. I remember that watching that. Yeah. So, it it was um just a i mean i just i can't say what was your favorite part of the track and then we'll move on to the actual racing part i kind of like the right side and then this triple like this double 90 triple and uh i like the end of the straight and the right side sort of that corner tabletop mm -hmm. uh those are my favorite and the start of the straight is actually cool too so basically from the left side and then all the way down to that center triple that's my sort of favorite favorite part from the looks of it so anybody if you guys want to see any more of the mains they did have some e-buggy mains and all that stuff you can go to rc special on uh youtube or check them out on facebook and you can find this footage so we're going to talk a little bit about them and whatnot let's talk about this race so this was the ibc race uh let's bring up some results actually i think we can minimize this i think we showed enough of this let me minimize yeah. it so ibc results what ended up happening on Saturday night was Ongaro ended up taking the win by quite mm -hmm. a big margin, 17 seconds down to Canas. Uh, and Ronnie Falk uh, almost lapped down uh, from, the, from there. He, we saw him have that. Uh, have that oh, he went right to the back. Yeah, so he came up quite strong. 
then Berton in fourth, uh, Robert Batier in fifth, uh, Merkin Kilic sixth, Figueiredo, the home homeboy, seventh, another Portuguese driver, Monteiro, eighth, Savoya ninth, and Burak Kilic tenth. So pretty strong, uh, pretty strong showing from sort of the south, southern European crowd. So mm-hmm. obviously Berton, Ongaro, Canas, and Batier, all of these guys in top five their their cars are very good on these conditions um sort of that's the this is sort of one of the best type of surfaces for uh, that pivot ball setup that positive rear offset where you have very very little offset mm-hmm. and uh and then the pillow ball front end which it helps you turn in uh with these high speed high grip corners uh so you can see it like top five. Uh, David is the only one with a C hub car. Um, and uh, then the next C hub car is Figueredo, and after that, Savoya, and then only Sanketin, Barufolo. And I believe Coelho did run the C hub, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if he because he, he made a Facebook post where he said he preferred the C hub, but I don't know if he ran that at this race. Well, let's have a look. We got uh, Ongaro's car here. Thank you to Circus RC. Yeah. For their Perfect. coverage. Perfect. Max is geeking so, out on this. Yeah. So what was interesting to me was seeing how late in his shocks are. Because generally in front, you very rarely run the all the way inside. You're in the center or one in from the center. But uh, Davide ran all the way in. Uh, and again, Megan Springs uh, on its car. Not sure which... which uh, um coil count but i'm i'd imagine very basic for him because in italy tracks tend to be quite high grip i believe he must have made some jadis because some tracks uh, most of the tracks aren't this high grip mm-hmm. uh his front roll bar looks quite thick so that's something that struck into my eye but yeah then interesting also was if you go to the i mean his radio trace normal but the rear end actually if you okay uh get to that yeah so get one picture from the oh actually we can actually talk about the engines too now that you had the picture on there uh this race uh was the first sort of big race meeting where people ran 12 percent fuel mm. i think everyone ran 12 percent fuel uh there's a few theories about this going around joseph thinks or he's sort of testing suggests that it's the best when the engine has a lot of compression then the 12 percent works well uh, mm-hmm. My testing suggests uh, it doesn't really matter a lot, but helping helping it would be bigger Venturi. Um, uh, getting more compression by taking shims out of the engine. Uh, and also, some people have this idea that P4 would be better because the oil burns hotter than the nitro. Um, so they would imagine the P4 would be better because it, it's slightly cooler so it would cool down the engine but in my testing when i did p4 uh, which i usually run with 25 percent uh with 12 percent the p4 would um not let the engine idle that well and i'd had a lot of flame outs uh so the idle was too weak so then i went to p3 to get better idle and more security with the idle mm, okay um so there's there's a lot of things people sort of try and figure out uh but having a lot of compression is good that's what i in my testing i feel has been good and joseph joseph testing suggested too and then 
you get much better mileage with it. So that's positive. But yeah, right back to right back to Ongara's car. Here we see again all the way in on the rear shocks. Uh, I mean, rear roll bar looks thick as well, but he usually runs a very thick rear roll bar. Um, looks like links uh, very similar to old car. Uh, the rear end is pretty much the same as the old car. So center hole on the on the inside. So normal with roll centers. Um, nothing too crazy. So I think this is rather comfortable for Davide. There's another front end picture. Yeah, front end. One interesting thing is if you go one picture further, uh, you could see how. Uh, go one more. I think it's easier to see it from the other picture. Yeah, here you can see it. How down the front end is. Mm -hmm. He he runs a mm -hmm. massive. He can run the rear end at 30, 30 millimeters, and the front end like 24, 20, 23. So there's a massive difference, and the car is super sort of front down at all times. Uh, I don't fully understand why he likes this, but uh, this sort of makes the car very much more sort of point and shoot, and. Uh, it, the car doesn't roll as one, but if you mm. drive it very smoothly, as he obviously does, you can get a lot of corner, corner speed by this because you have the rear high up, so you have very high roll center. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the front that is down, so front has a very low roll center. So I think that's his idea of it. And uh, yeah, but I mean, he looked very good and he ended up winning e-buggy and, and, and the IBC and then- He won everything. You want everything besides Droggy because they didn't run Droggy. Let's yeah. have a look at a C-Hub car. Let's look at Yal Figueredo's car. <clears throat> and then we'll we'll talk some more about Eraser because we just yeah. compared the C-Hub car. I mean, the Pitbull. So let's have a look. And uh, we just want to say, I think, what was it? Uh, C-Hub's dominated the top five of both races, I think. Oh, Pitbull. Sorry, yeah, uh, Pitbull. Sorry. Yeah, so then on Sunday there was not a single c-hub car in top five so <laughs> yeah yeah let's take a look on joao's car because i mean he was he was looking good on in on yes. buggy he won one of he the did. mains and he was uh, looking he pretty good finishing on the podium too so. even even savoya was actually not bad you know what i mean yeah yeah so the new, the new kyosho rear end does definitely i believe help them on high grip the wide pivot and and uh, their car generally hasn't been bad on high grip. Its it, it strength are just more, more show, shown on, on lower grip. So Similar to is, uh, Angaro's car with the aggressively, his front end is aggressive downward as well. Yeah, yeah. Both cars do look, this is obviously much less in my opinion than Angaro, yeah. at least to my eye, but still very aggressive angle. I do like that too, especially the higher you grip and the smoother track. I like that style too. But Ongara is the sort of most aggressive on that. What, what seemed interesting to me was uh, I didn't see anything too drastically different on Yoao's car compared to how he would normally run a Kyosho. Um, on the front, you have the link quite up high on the tower. I think that's for him to help the turning the front and feels much smoother. It doesn't have a lot of jacking. Uh, also, what is very notable is the camber. A lot, a lot of camber, both front and rear ends, if you can see it. Uh, that is, I think, just the fact that it, the car rolls quite a bit and it's so high grip. He wants to sort of ease that a bit off. Mm -hmm. You don't have the tire. You have the tire gain grip 
when you go into the corner rather than have a lot of grip on on the center yeah i i we it's it's i'm telling you i have not the best way you know who described this barkan said this is like running he said this is more grip than astroturf or carpet yeah yeah i mean and it's it's weird because this type of surface lets your car slide a bit but it's mm -hmm. not like actual slide whereas astroturf mm -hmm. and carpet it's more of like uh it's more soft it the car lives more but here the car is super stiff the track surface is super stiff and it sort of just slightly slides but if you can't get the car to sort of slide around nicely so it's 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 like running on sort of asphalt that you have to drive the car like you'll be running on asphalt and have the sort of stiff feel on the car but then again it's a buggy so you can't have it sort of as stiff as you would want the car on asphalt so you have to make a lot of compromises here again we can see very very low rear roll center the link is quite high up uh to reduce jacking so this is sort of you can go into the corners harder uh the links doesn't want to pull the car up and the car rolls nicely into the corner with the links high up on the tower i think that that's what you has gone to but yeah shock angles seem quite normal what they run they run at the outside hall on the new new car so thanks to the wide pivot so real quick for my my stupidity my theory is with the with the links up high like that right so yeah. when we're going around this see a lot of people but well, you want to want to put it low and you want it you want the you want the car to slide more or whatever like that right because that's what yeah. what happened with release one but with this or it seems like it allows your car to drop down more yeah and just exactly kind of um what's the word i'm looking for it, like it allows the car to sort of roll a bit more on its own mm -hmm. by keeping the tires sort of more not under as much force when you have the link super low it tries to push the link or pull the rather the link and with that the car up and the car tries to stay stiff but then when mm -hmm. there's so much grip it's too stiff and it starts to flip over quite easy yeah so that's what you're looking after with the high links and I like the carbon fiber uh, they have on the Kyosho. They have a lot of it and uh, looks really Yeah, nice. this will be a hard track to run carbon fiber there. Oh, like, yeah. That, I mean, did you see, I think Burak Kilic posted a photo of his chassis after qualifying and he was completely toasted, like his crews and all were almost fully out. Oh, I would be so upset so, if I, I would break front truck towers, like graphite truck towers. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. The This sort of glue surface makes the top of the surface very scratchy because it's stone and then mm -hmm. it's glue so it's sort of stone that's just very hard and doesn't play so basically you're running against sort of sandpaper almost and it wears out your car quite quickly all right uh let's go through uh let's move on so yeah. any surprises hold on any surprises from the ibc final to me no i think both portuguese driver joa and montero they are they are quite fast they should be there uh I'd say my biggest surprise was seeing Motherfall that low, but then again, knowing that the Techno doesn't really sue tracks like this, mm -hmm. I'm not that surprised. Then uh, Coelho, I'm not quite sure what happened to him, but he seemed to have a, quite a struggle. I'd expect him he to was be fast, though. He was fast yeah, in qualifying. Like, and we remember last time when the years were in Portugal, what happened? He won. So mm -hmm. I'd expect him to be one of the top players uh, on, on, on July. Uh, my biggest surprise, I would have to say, 
is Robert. Fifth. Uh, maybe Ooh. not a top three, but Robert was good all weekend. And yeah, I, I like I, he I was better than what he's been in a long time, I would say. Yeah, you're right. Compared to his results at DNC and some of other results like uh, Montpellier and stuff like that, mm-hmm. this this is a, maybe a surprise. But th- this sort of surface is his strong suit. High grip, uh, sort of high speed. That's what These Mugens are good like. on this type of stuff too. You yeah, know what Mugen, I mean? Mugens, the Mugen style car with sort of associated being a player in there as well, obviously. Uh with their having the similar philosophies in the design uh this was this sort of track in my mind is made for these type of cars so. yeah i like how you, I, you you thought about what you said just now similar philosophies and design philosophies in <laughs> uh, no but i mean i gotta be honest though like these aren't like it's not like the rc 8b3 when it was released it's not anymore like that but it's sort of still the basic the the, the things i uh think of as principle of these cars are very similar and they function in the same way i'm gonna say who i thought was really good and his results don't match is zankatin el machete he was good he had uh he had a top five run going at one point and he in he in qualifying and he and he made one mistake and he was leading the lcq i mean it was still eight minutes ago when he made a mistake and he broke something and he he didn't make the final on sunday but alex was really good at this race he just yeah he made mistakes and he broke yeah so it's 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 interesting seeing how fast italians are like polito wasn't even here and he's definitely mm-hmm. a player gonna be when when the years are so polito sanketin baruffalo ongaro berton yeah. all of these guys like come on like it's it, it, italians are very very strong no joke all right um let's move on to sunday so sunday they had oh and they had one e-buggy main i think uh ongaro won yeah ongaro won this one and then they had two more on on the sunday which actually was really one was really good where ronafog passed coelho on the last lap like he he bubbled over that triple before it went up to my favorite part of the section and uh people's like oh he ct coelho i'm like mm-hmm. Like, like it was 50-50. It's 50-50 when it's the Viking. <laughs> it's 50-50. No, it yeah. was kind of, uh, Ranafog didn't touch him. And, like, he had that line. And then, like, Coelho just kind of took him out a little bit. Uh, but Ranafog was able to keep on and, and and hold on for a second. And e-buggy. It was, it, it, he just, I just, when you have Ranafog telling you that this track is hard, it's, it's hard. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Sunday rocks up and it's ladder mains. I missed a good bit of these mains. In fact, I, I tuned in, they happened so fast. I tuned in, like I woke up like seven 30 and they were halfway through one of the semis already, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. They, and I think they ran a lot of the lower mains on, on Saturday as well, at least once. What is the thing? They, they didn't finish. Saturday. They didn't do the final until late, like 12 ish. Yeah. It was weird. So um let's see so they had semis i believe they took i don't know because it was that was, the, was tw- that, six and six and then the last 13th driver was from the lcq that's how the format works at efra so 12 okay. car mains but then the lcq you get the 13th driver okay got you okay got you 
Wasn't sure how it worked. So Rana Falk had to squeak in in his semi, kind of, I think. He was, he, he and even he was in his semi, good. he started down. He was, yeah, he, he, David has had some quite bad starts recently, but yeah, he, he made it through in fourth, uh, then had a bad start. Uh, then climb back up to six. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, like I think Ongaro was in one of these and Kanas was in the other. And it was just evident, like nobody really had nothing for either of these two. Kanas was the only person that had something for Ongaro and he didn't even have nothing for him at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Berton was not that far behind on Sunday, but even then he was almost a lap down from Ongaro. Uh, Kanas was like, uh what's that over 20 seconds behind davide uh so yeah but i mean i gotta backtrack a bit of what i said i i said that this was sort of ongaro's track last year and i i had i was a bit of hesitant with the new car see him some sort of not being that confident clearly i was wrong he i don't i don't know what's gonna face this guy like he he's always like, no matter what yeah, DNC is probably the only race where he doesn't look like himself, his dominant self, but it's insane. Like the way he can dominate on tracks like this, kind of like you know, remember like he Mayfield's everybody. He he makes he looks yeah. like when Mayfield and, just and dominates everybody. In, yeah, but this is even in my mind more dominant than Mayfield because he is he's dominant throughout qualifying. He's like there isn't the, even a spot where he looks he's out of his game, you know? Not at this race. He must have listened to this no. podcast and said, I'm going to show this. I don't know. There's, but I mean, there's I, 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 it's, it's, it's funny because last year you, I, I embraced him as like the number one, no doubt. Then I had some doubts and then he proves yet again that he's like, he, he's like, imagine he won Montpellier. He's won both rounds of the Italian Nats. He won here. Okay. He had a bad DNC. But come on, like this kid's fucking <laughs> insanely good. I don't know like what to say. <laughs> All right. So my question is this is a warm-up. Uh yeah. so some people treated this as a warm-up. I think Ronafalk decided to treat it as a warm-up. It looked like to yeah. me. Because like everybody's gridding up and I see Bertine and they're like changing tires. And I'm like, yeah. they're not in no hurry to change tires. So yeah. like I think I think, though, to be honest, I uh, just as I praised Ongaro, uh, he's been doing this before. He's been he's looked super super dominant at warmups before. Mm. 2018 Frexidas, I believe he won in 2019 in Ongaro ring. But he so hasn't won a Euros think, yet. Yeah, that's what I was coming to. So he like in Frexidas, he beat everyone by a lap, almost like he did here. Frexidas very fast in qualifying, and then in the main just just crumbled so i'm like is that ha- gonna happen again like surely he should be able to win a year now he's so dominant at these other races he's a world champion like but i mean that imagine if he doesn't win it either this time like having a this dominant performance at the warm-up and then maybe i don't know he, dude. he doesn't win it even now uh obviously i would like him to win it because he obviously would deserve it but that's an interesting thing sort of to think about um and uh that's something pop that popped into my mind as well like having this dominant performance at warm-ups perhaps the way of what rona fox be doing for a long time which is even even in his back yo show and hp days he always tested a ton at the warm-up like a lot of different stuff he tested and he looked to 
consistently tried to improve his game and he david is very different in my mind at least to ongaro where ongaro seems to run his car similar everywhere mm -hmm. so he goes to a track he has his own setup own thing few tweaks here and there perhaps change tires and that's it and he just does his thing whereas in my mind david is more of a driver who adjusts the car a lot according to the situation uh he likes to test he likes to understand what he does when he's testing and he he adjusts his car according to the track and then he drives as best as he can mm -hmm. around that sort of con conditions so i think that's differentiating these two drivers and perhaps david is strong when euros come and perhaps yeah, maybe, someone maybe. like coelho is much stronger when the euros are perhaps they even sent testman over again who knows uh, it just, but is Ongaro able to improve his game when others do, or what's going to happen? It's going to be interesting to see. I know, but emotionally, you just want him to race because we don't get to see him race. That you know, it's it's been oh. So yeah, I'm watching the yeah. I'm watching the Euro finals, Euro warmer finals, and I'm like, why is he in the drive? Why is he in pit lane? Damn it! What's going on? I'm freaking yeah. out, like you know. And then I see he joined, and I was like, okay, so they decided to use this as just a test. That I yeah. figured they put on some tires they wanted to see because uh they have to find something because Angaro is out there yeah killing it like and Kanas is right behind him I think they can it's just going to be so hard to catch him up at this at this track at this level that is at it's perhaps well, we got to remember too like David has been running the car for a month now well no, no, it's more than a month hard. No, but I mean, it's like he went to DNC and then. Well, that, these guys like, have had much more time on their cars. And and I'll be yeah. honest with you. I don't feel that these smooth onward style tracks like this are David's strong point. Oh, 100% not. But I think David is a type of driver who can win DNC and then a track like this in the same year. Whereas Ongaro, I'll be having a very hard time saying he's right. going to DNC anytime soon. All right. So that's so before people. Where, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I no, gotta no, stop interrupting I mean, you. Yeah, but I, I think it's just to me this sort of storyline coming up to the year is going to be very interesting. Can finally Ongaro get his first Euros after being this dominant and this being sort of his style of track, mm -hmm. or can David with a new car, a new platform, a new attitude come and get his first Euros in a long, long time mm -hmm. and challenging surface for him? Or is there going to be a new European champion like Kanas? Can he finally step up and get that big win, sort of big championship win that he's sort of, because he's oftentimes he's second or third mm -hmm. because it's Omar or David always winning or something like this. And I think there's a lot of like storylines going into the years and this race just embraces the, them those a lot more. And I like, I really, really like that. Yes, yes. I would have to agree with all that. Let's not forget the Killex. The Killex were fast yeah. too um Burak was really good yeah yeah Burak finished and... fifth, fifth uh, Burak finished fifth on Sunday mm -hmm. and uh actually we kind of forgot to talk about Ibagi but I mean Burak third on I in Ibagi Ongara won Figura the second and Burak in third so very very strong showing for I mean both Kiliks Berkan in seventh on Sunday so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're up there they're, yeah and they're headed home so they're not testing today I was talking to him earlier Robert Battier, fourth. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Emotionally, I want these guys to race, but I, <laughs> like, I think, I think they did. But uh, it, it, when 
I, I don't know. I was just hoping Ronda Falk would make it up into this top five. And he, I thought he was at one point. Uh, but I get it. I get it. And But for me, my biggest surprise, again, is Robert Battier, man. Um, Robert Battier looking pretty good at the warm-ups at this type of track. Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't feel it as a surprise, but I I, I can I can see where you, you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. Not surprised, because, but he was. Yeah, but I'm very yeah. happy that he's here. Like this is sort of the, the Robert I'm looking for. Robert we want to see because yes. it's sad to see guys like even Savoya at one point of his career mm-hmm. where you see Robert and 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 uh, drivers like this who have passed European Championships, drivers who have dominated in their time, really mm-hmm. struggling to even get sometimes in the A. It's sad to see, and now mm-hmm. seeing Robert being like consistently both days in the top five. That's very nice to see. So I hope I hope he can find something for the Euros. Again, this is not perfectly his type of track, but he's always good here. He's always like mm-hmm. up for a top five on a track like this. Okay. But to me, actually, talking about surprises, was seeing Berton finish both days mm-hmm. and finish quite mm-hmm. high up, third and mm-hmm. fourth. So that's looking a lot more promising than his a lot of his previous results. We can't count him out. Oh no, definitely not. Just like last last time, just. Ended up winning it uh, quite out of nowhere, to be honest. Max, uh, real quick, m- one more highlight before we go into some of the forgettables and probably things that we didn't like about this. Uh, Daniel Parante, you've talked about him quite a few times. Yeah, uh, seems to be making himself a name on the big thing. Her, he he just missed. He was in the semi. He ended up finished fifteenth, uh, but he just missed making the bumper and he did make the IBC main where he finished last, but young Spanish driver, apparently. Yeah. A uh, young Spanish S works driver. He made the main in Montpellier, uh, uh, one, one of the Spanish nationals fair and square against Canas. Uh, and, uh, here, uh, now finishing in the, in the top 15 on the first day and then just barely missing the A. So he's one of those new Spanish drivers uh, that's coming up. And he even has a younger brother who is quite fast as well. So perhaps there's something there uh, for him too. Yeah, About, we're just uh, uh, yeah. having a look at Elliot Boots' S-Works while Max was talking. We, yeah. Unfortunately, not too many under the hoods this week. No, I would li- I, would, I would have liked to see much more. I'd like to see uh, Canassis car if he's running very different to Boots. Boots actually running a Kyosho filter. I don't know why would that be. Uh, you see there, yeah, Kyosho air filter. I don't know why he'd run that. Uh, weird. Uh, Maybe he prefers them. Yeah. Hmm. One interesting thing I see here is that's one of those uh, red pipes that has a lot of power. I don't, I can't remember the number of it, but it's not this uh, torque pipe which I enjoyed. The, hmm. It's one of those more aggressive power band pipes. So I guess that's just the twelve percent fuel and and the the high grip track. I would agree with that. I would agree with that, guys. I think you're gonna just start seeing engines get modified for more compression. Like my buddy down oh, here, yeah. where he scooped the head out and all that stuff. All right, Max. Surprises in a negative way for me and my gripes in a minute, but we have to pay some bills. And with that said, everybody, you know what? This podcast is brought to you by High Tech RC. High Tech RCD is a leader in RC systems, delivering the highest performance and reliability 
It's promoted by a dedicated customer service personnel. You can try out the high-tech servers. I have the HSBC 9381THs. They just released the DB778WPs, which are great for 10-scale racing on and off-road. For your eight-scale needs, you want the 9381s. They both sport support efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and metal cases. They also regenerate power back into your battery. And the DB778s are waterproof. You also, they're also manufactured with the high-technology industrial servo innovation. You can also pick yourself up an RDX2 Pro Charger, which I have, which I really enjoy, which I'm going to use in my record to power my SMC batteries. <laughs> oh, I'm plugging away in my Oxidane Marine Animal Cat 2 when I go to try and break my 100, uh, 115 mile per hour ready to run RC boat record. I'm gonna use the RDX2 Pro Charger that will use the Bluetooth dongle that I can then monitor my batteries while they charge on my phone. So trust in high tech, your server and charger headquarters, visit hightechrcd.com where to buy to find your nearest retailer. Thank you, high tech. Thank you for their support. Uh, please guys show them some love as well. All right, Max, I think I have to talk about this. The curse of lefty pick continued. I picked Barufalo to do well at this race and he did not yeah. do well. <laughs> I'm sorry, Barufalo. I was just getting excited. Uh, you did not make the final in the Euro, uh, in the Euro main, but you did make it in the IBC main, but you finished, I think you finished last. So yeah, almost last. I think uh, he finished 13th. Not a good weekend for Barufalo. You said you kind of expected that. I thought he was gonna yeah, just I, come up. I would have expected I would have expected him to be higher than that though, because he showed good speed at Montpellier, and that's mm -hmm. that's quite high grip. Right. Uh, showed good speed at Italian Nats. That's not low grip at all, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um. So surprising, really. Like now, when it's high grip, it's like so bad. I mean, it's not disaster but i mean this is not where he's been past few months at all right all right so my next question to you would be we have this race coming up in july it's the actual euros uh talking to guys i think the track is <clears throat> actually going to stay the same i don't think they're going to change it which is normal yeah. i think euro tracks don't have to be changed i believe i mean um, the rules state that it should have been more than i don't know if it was 80 percent or something like crazy Mount that it should be changed, but it, they okay. never change anything. So <laughs> I don't know uh, why I mean, that rule even exists. Yeah, so <laughs> they'll be there in in July. I know Joseph, uh, as we record, Joseph and Rana Falcon and the guys that are testing right now. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're there and you're you will you're Rana Falk, what are you testing? Going, what are you getting ready for in July? What are you thinking? What would you think if you was Rana Falk? How can you stop? Uh, so, yeah. So if I was run folk, I'd be trying something completely different now that the race is over. That's what we usually did. Mm -hmm. uh, we we always did this. We stayed after the Euros warm up. So usually it's a lot of it is tires, really. Uh, tires are very good to sort of test and find like something very different, very different compounds, even sometimes different brands to see if like if your brand is like struggling and you need something mm -hmm. different for the Euros um car wise for david um there's i mean i know thanks to being a mayako 
factory driver. I know there's a lot of stuff they need to test. I don't know if they're testing it here or they're going elsewhere to test. Uh, but usually some prototype parts, uh, some sort of more radical setup changes, uh, tracks like this sort of high grip, very smooth condition. Uh, those are very rare to come by on a random practice day. Usually mm -hmm. you come by them just after a big race because they've been smoothed out and they've been sort of uh, made good for the race. So this is sort of perfect time for testing. So I'd say stuff that you would normally test, more radical changes, that's the, the sort of thing for the next few days. And prototype yep. parts being part of that. Yeah, and then they're off to Redavon. So hopefully when I get back from Silver State next week, I'll get Joseph on her to have a full debrief of it. He's, yeah. he's all miserable and in science mode right now. I was trying to get him on today, uh, but we couldn't. So which is fine. I'll debrief with that. Real quick, what Euro guys that weren't there that you think would be in the final or in the semis in July? Fully mm, 100%. Polito, uh, Skidmore's? Yeah. Skidmore would be sort of my next to come into mind. Yeah, I'd say Polito in my mind is hundred percent the main. I don't, I can't see him not making the main. The level is mm -hmm. he's racing out in Italy. Um, Skidmore's they are sort of a bit sort of more iffy. They're always very fast in in uh, in UK, and why not in Montpellier sometimes, but. Uh, they, both of them, they, I mean, and to be honest, we're talking semis, we're not even UK. talking finals. Yeah. Um, okay, Skidmore is definitely a guy I'd Neil Craig, he's a bit touch and go too. It's like mm -hmm. some years he finished second, some years he's barely makes the semis. So, Craig would be good. Uh, Lee, in my book, is a bit more out of it. Uh, he hasn't been that fast recently especially in eight scale. He's been looking okay in 10 scale at times. Um, but yeah, I'd say Skidmore and Craig are the mice. You think we'll see? From UK. Uh, how about like guys like Yuno Hatnan, Peko, Orlowski? Uh, you think we'll Orlowski, go to these races? If Orlowski goes, he'd be interesting though. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll be very interesting. Um, uh, it's hard to say what he could do. It's high grip, so he could do well, and he's most likely going to be running a Mugen, so that would suit this track. Um, I just can't see him making the main, though. Uh, it's so difficult that the Euros. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. If he goes, if he goes. Y yeah, if he goes. Drivers like Jona and Pekko from Finland are hard. To, it's so hard to say. If the setup suits them, if the track suits them, sure they they could make the semis main will be really really hard uh but yeah i, I think polito is dead number one yeah, guy i would agree with polito i would agree with polito yeah. and skidmore's i put skidmore's in the semi and i put polito in the final yeah 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 i could agree and, and you know what i could put one of the skidmore's in the final too i think yeah if they're having a good week yeah definitely i yeah. i wouldn't be surprised to see johnny in the main Okay, a uh, couple more questions. One more question, then we'll go into what we didn't like real quick, then that's that's it for today. What American would do well? I have, before you go on, my I have Fend. I think Mayfield obviously would do well, but I think drivers that would shine at this race would be Fend, Rivkin, and then like guys like these younger guys, like Seth Fendalen, who races at Hobbyplex a lot. Lots of grip there. 
Um, yeah. Brandon Rose would be good her Thornhill type of track. Those type of races I think would really shine her. I like to say this is like Astro. You know what I mean? Astro, you don't have to worry about traction. You already got it. You have to dial yeah. out traction. So you ain't got to worry about making traction. You got to get away from it. It's always easier, I think, to get away from traction than to try and find it. So you, with that yeah. equation, out of the with that out of the equation, this allows guys to focus more on just going faster. So what Americans for you would be fast at this race? I think the grip level is would be good on Rivkin. The layout, I don't, I don't see it. It's in my opinion, Rivkin is more of a calm driver, and here mm. you need to really attack the track, which I don't, I don't see him do. Even Thornhill, where he's been really fast, which is high grip, the track is always very smooth and flowing. Where this is not that it, you have to really attack the corners and keep the speed up, and you have to force the car to keep the speed up. That's why I think. Mayfield to me is one of the only drivers, and one driver that just popped into my head was Aiden Horn. He could be really good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because and Cole Tollard, drove, yeah, Cole Tollard. They too, did good at uh, yeah, but both RCP. of these guys who done really well last year at the Nats, um, sort of higher grip track, uh, and they sort of they, the way they drove to me looked very good. So these guys could be sort of looking very good here. I forgot somebody. Who? Mason Fuller. Yeah, why not? But I don't think this is the strongest track for HB, though. Maybe with the Losi. With the Losi, I'd see him doing better at this track, thanks to the the rear end mostly. Yeah. Um, this is not the sort of the strong track of the HB style car. Um. Yeah, I, I I'd like to say Fend. I'd expect him to be super fast, but I expect him to make too many mistakes. That's why I see Mayfield as the strongest one from American on this type of track. Um, and yeah, before the podcast when we were discussing, I thought Rivkin wouldn't be that fast, but I think he'd be okay. He'd be, he wouldn't beat Ongaro, no way. Uh, and I don't even think Mayfield has a shot at that track like this. But yeah, Mayfield really? would be the closest. Uh, Rivkin would be then. No, I think I think uh, I think Fenn and Riff, I think Fenn and Mayfield would, would go go. Fenn is, Fenn is some very big of a question mark because sometimes when the track is technical, he does good, but then sometimes when the track is technical, he does real bad. So it's you know, like hard to sort of find what's his thing. You know what? We want to know what the viewers think. If you, what do you guys yeah. think? What American? Which give us your top three Americans. That would do well at this race you think could go here and win this race or, or finish top three let us know in the comments of this when you listen to it or shoot me a message yeah. and let me know all right so it wasn't all unicorns and cupcakes and rainbows at this race um for us on the on streaming side we always you know because yeah. we always give um, we always have to we have our likes we have our we don't have our dislikes we have our likes uh so this comes part to where we come we have our complaints and all my complaints comes down to is my RCM really sucks balls, and I wish they would use Avalaps or Live RC from now on. And yeah, <laughs> uh, that's it. Like I have the app, I watch it. I I have the app. I know how to use it. You know, I also know how to use it online. But I think like the communication was lacking or something. Like or they weren't uploading it at the track. But man, Avalaps is much better, and our Live RC is better. And then the overlay. Okay, so I have to say. That I'm happy that we had coverage 
And thank you to the people that did it because I was worried that we wasn't going to have it, but they need to get some better cameras because at one point it was like, I don't what's less, what's less than 240 P 180. 144 or something. Yeah. 144. Me might've been done in double digits at one point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just the lens couldn't focus on the, you know, couldn't focus on the, on the cars fast enough. When it got going and when they got going, the coverage was pretty good, but it just kind of lacked. It lacked uh, maybe somebody there getting individual laps, maybe like it, it, it definitely lacked the Neo feel, like now getting yeah. some interviews. Um, and also I just got kind of bummed that we only saw Canas and, and, and Ongaro, like most of these mains. Yeah. And like they were battling nobody and there was so many good races behind, but to be fair, the announcer, I think he was controlling it. Uh, I don't know what it is. Italian it might've been Portuguese. It was funny. It was funny, but I get it. Like, I, I know how it is when you're doing a race like that. I had my experience at RCGP. It's hard to see everything, if, especially if you can't see the track, but, uh, yeah, um, it just makes me appreciate RC racing TV and live RC for what they do. Uh, because. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy, but it wasn't the best, but we got to yeah. see it. We got to watch it. Uh, they need to get the overlays worked out and they need to get dude in the announcer boot, a partner to help out. That's it. Yeah. I think yeah, I did. the biggest thing I sort of want to take from this is, uh, I'm sort of done to giving any sort of excuses of why European coverage is bad because we're way past COVID now. Mm -hmm. We're back to racing. We have big races. I don't think there's any excuse anymore to not put proper money, be it EFRA uh, or be it any individual race organizer, to have a very good live stream. Uh, be it be it then just get RC Racing TV to go to the event or put money into uh, sort of the camera crew, Mm -hmm. who knows what they're doing they could be rc guys but just people who have done it before have some practice so they know how it runs smoothly but i i because before covid we hyped up rc racing tv and lots of coverage like coverage in montpellier was amazing uh so the european coverage was really good and we hyped it up and then during covid we riled a lot on live rc and said they need to improve but right now it just seems live RC has made some small improvements here and there, but the European broadcasting level has come down a lot. Like it's just awful. <laughs> like a lot of times, obviously it's better than nothing. And I like they have multi-camera setups and they have some sort of scoring system uh, on screen, but just the, it doesn't look professional. It doesn't look like, it's been made with intention and that's something i it's so sad to see it, it missing and the fact that we previously had red rc and, and neo buggy who would do reporting and videos and all of that that sort of filled some of the gaps that were missing elsewhere so perhaps mm -hmm. there wasn't always a live stream but the broadcast from neo buggy the pit walks the practice laps the quality runs all the write-ups after each quality run interviews with drivers all of all of all the things he did that was something 
uh, that brought people closer to the event, even though they were away. We don't have that anymore. So mm. either we need better live streaming or we need someone to fill that gap that Neo has left. Christie's doing a great job, but he's not Phil. He's not, mm -hmm. he's not doing the same things as Phil was doing. He's not native English speaker. Yes, he does news in English, but that's not his, his writing isn't his sort of number one thing. He's very good at taking photos. I like his pit bits. And uh, he's very good at sort of broadcasting results and news and keeping people mm. on, on, on sort of onto their uh, race. But that sort of reporting and, and journalism in my field and track, like pit walks was amazing. Like that's sort of number one thing I'm missing. But mm -hmm. feeling close to the event, I don't feel that anymore. Very few events I have that feeling. But I'll be bringing that from Silver State this weekend. And yeah. if I ever get, when I get to Europe, I would have to agree there. Um, I would say maybe, maybe even they could have worked out something where they bought a couple of James and Matt and, and Nick over. Yeah. And then they worked with this crew together. But it, it's, it's, I get it. Look, I'm happy that the people done it and we got it, but it, it, yeah. it needs to get better. That's it. And, and yeah. we, we, we rag on. We rag on other we we get on other uh races for not having good coverage, so we have to get on this company. For, I mean, the intentions are good; it was there, but it it, it they'll get better. Hopefully, they get better with time. I'm and, glad we got it. I'm glad we got yeah, something. And the the issue isn't about oh, I mean, people will say oh, the coverage was okay. I like the racing. My issue is that RC's racing should be a professional sport, and it mostly is. But the coverage we have isn't it, it hasn't it has nothing to do with sort of professional coverage. It's mm -hmm. sort of it's it feels like it's people who just have passion for RC and very little resources mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. it for the fun. Right. And right. I get you. That's that's amazing. And that I'm very thankful that it's being done. But that's not something like we need that that section of RC being professional so we can we can all enjoy it more and perhaps other people as well. Sweet. I agree with you. I agree with you. All in all, congratulations to the people at uh, the Barcelona's track. Uh, I don't know the actual name of the track. I know it's something. I know they. I have. it has a name, but I can't remember. Uh, to Yal Figueredo and his family who put in all the hard work, I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to the Euros there in July. And uh, yeah, it's going to be some good racing. I want to see can the Viking put it together? Because I keep saying the Viking, but we can, you know, because like, like, let's be honest, like that's the biggest, that's the biggest competition. Like I think in my brain is Ron Falk versus Angaru. Like you know, um, that's yeah. the two world champions in that group of guys right there, and the two mm -hmm. guys who are like vying to be the best in Europe. Not saying yeah, that Kamas and Barton aren't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of, they're kind of the Savoya and Bate of the old. Sort of. Yeah, there we go. These are the young lions of our European, you know, yeah. one's a little older, a little bit little bit more mature, and the other one's still coming along. But, you know, it, it's going to be good. It's This is what makes it exciting, and then it's going to be good going into the Euros. We got RCGP coming up, so they're going to meet there in Italy. Hey. We need to get people going to this race. So if you're on the fence, let's go to Italy. I'm going. Tickets booked. Yeah. I'll be in Italy yeah. eating spaghetti and real pizza. I want yeah, pineapple I mean, on my pizza in Italy. How you like that? 
<laughs> yeah, and and to to people who are sort of outside of Italy who have never been to this place, it's it's right uh, by the Reds factory. It's very close up from this track. So if you're a Reds driver, you could visit the factory most likely. Uh, it's a very nice uh, sort of a kind of small Italian city. Um, lots of nice uh, food and. It's a very nice to go with your family. It's not. I think the Ferrari Museum is not that far away. Really, the track is amazing. Um, the the venue is nice, and the people who are hosting the race are are amazing. And with RCGP schedule and the race format, you get a lot of track time. And uh, that and we get to go is, hang out afterwards. Very nice. Yeah, let's go. You, it's gonna be. It's going to be a very nice event. Italian events always sort of have very nice atmosphere and people enjoy and have a laugh. And so if you're on the fence of going, you're outside of Italy, uh, you should definitely, definitely go. Yeah, because this guy right here actually has his ticket booked like a whole month and a bit before it's actually supposed to be going. So I'll be there. And then we got RCGP at Nemo Raceway, which I might go to too as well. So we're looking forward to that. But this week, it's all about Silver State. I'll be there. Uh, Max, I'm not. we're not going to do any picks. Let's see the track. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. I fly out of here tomorrow. Check, check out for my videos. I'll be posting to Instagram. I'll be posting to Facebook. I'll be, uh, most of my stuff, like most of the laps and pit walks will all be on YouTube. So if you aren't haven't uh, signed up or, you know, hit that sub button on our YouTube channel, please do. What we got, we're growing, but we need to grow faster. I'd like to get to 3,000 subs by, by my birthday, which is July. So let's get working on that. Share that. Let's grow this YouTube. I'm looking to do some more videos, some more content. I'm going to be taking this big yellow boat out. I got um another boat that I'm going to reveal her soon. That's going to be badass. And I got some other RC toys coming to have some fun with. But yeah, this trip, it's going to be like a vlog style as well. So it's going to be cool. And I'm traveling spirit. I'm worried because the last time I traveled spirit was going to this exact race and it was a pain in the ass. And already we are hitting a snafu because I can't even book my seats and even pay for my seats. So spirit, please don't mess me around. Anyway, Max, that's it. Uh, thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. I hope you guys enjoyed our recap of the P of the PMB IBC slash euro warm-ups uh thank you for all the support hashtag nnrc squad patrons of the podcast thank you for all the support if you wish to be a patron of the podcast please go down and uh the hit that that link in the written description of this podcast shout out to all the awesome sponsors of this podcast remember everybody showing the sponsors some love shows the podcast some love there are links to all of these sponsors, there are some links that have coupon codes. There's some affiliate links that help us out. Uh, if there are no coupon codes or links, if you buy something, just let them know that you heard about it on the NNRC and it helps us out. But thank you to Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RCD, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Mayako, Lugs Racing Tires, JQSM, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, DR Race Shop, JTP RC. Shout out to my good friend Alexander Hagberg, who's on vacation with his family, finally, after a very hectic first quarter of travel. Uh, 
he's all excited. He's also my Star Wars brother. We both are fans of Star Wars. Uh, everybody have a great one. Please tune into what we're doing at Silver State this week. Max, we might get together and do a podcast. We'll see. You know, got to see how our schedules work up. I'm going to be a little bit three hours more. Thank you for your time, Max. You have a good day. I hope you do go racing or go get some track time this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I do. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. Remember, hit that share button, hit that like button. Max, we got to go. Remember, nitro's yeah. the glory. E-buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. We're off to Silver State, and we're not. Well, I am, and I don't gamble, but I do have 50 bucks for gambling. Maybe it makes 100, and I stop. <laughs> I do not gamble. Uh, we are out, and we're going to Vegas. Woohoo!